Welcome to the SHD Marketing Minute. I'm Susan Davis, owner and operator of SHD Marketing. Kimberly Dahl, Marketing Apprentice. And Stephanie McDonald, Marketing Manager. Great. Well, thank you um, for joining us today. We're going to talk about Branding 101. So what is branding and why does it matter? If you listened to episode one, you know we touched on this as one of our you know, critical marketing pieces for every business owner. So what, today we wanted to just dive a little bit deeper in that and, and talk about, let's maybe start with why does it matter? Um, and branding matters because that's how people recognize you and build a relationship with you. Just think about some of the national brands. I always think of Nike, Starbucks, McDonald's, McDonald's, you know, there's a ton and we could talk about their branding and how it's evolved over the years, which is kind of interesting. But what we're going to do today is really focus on for small and medium sized businesses. What is branding? Why does it matter? So, you know, let's now talk about what it is. So branding is what you look like, your logo, your submark, but it's also how you sound. So, you know, you want to be really crystal clear on your brand look. So that might be mean identifying clearly what your logo is. What are the fonts you use in your marketing materials? What is the submark you use on social media? What are the colors? Your the color colors, palette? color palette, perfect. And sometimes people even have like a photography style, like authentic, real, never filtered, or maybe there always is a filter, or maybe it's, you know, there's some sort of, you know, uh, application to their photography to keep it on brand. So it can look a lot of different ways. Something people often forget um, that is also part of your brand is the messaging, the words you use to talk about it. So I'd love to just tease that out a little bit to help people understand exactly what that means and how they can identify that for their brand. And actually spelling stuff out as opposed to abbreviations. I know we've gone through clients, new prospects in new industries to us, and they're using these acronyms and these abbreviations that we don't even know what they are. So the question is, is if we don't know what they are, are all of their potential clients? So I think that um, is part of that, that content and that word choice. Absolutely. You know, we have this conversation a lot with our clients. That's, you know, making sure that when you talk about your business, you're doing it to your target audience and using the words they use. They are not experts in your field potentially. So making sure that you're spelling out acronyms, you're providing descriptions of specific services. A lot of times people, you know, we're in our own business, we're heads down, we're, you know, chipping away at the punch list. But what we really need to do is, you know, pick our head up and think about, you know, I'm not talking to my competitor. I'm not talking to my colleague who has a a similar background. I'm talking to X target audience. What are the pain points they have? What are the words they use? So I can make sure that we're speaking the same language. So that's a really important thing. And, you know, we also find, and, you know, Kimberly and Stephanie and I talk about this a lot, but when you are a business owner and you're building out what your services are, sometimes it can be a little challenging to really know how to package things, how to describe things. So it's really nice to be able to provide that service as, you know, third party 
Maybe. Yeah, I think a, having a sounding board, even if you're doing this on your own, um, having a sounding board of somebody that is reviewing and trying to understand what the messages that you're trying to get across. Because once again, with some new client prospects that we're looking at, it's not really clear what it is that they're trying to communicate. And mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, let's take a step back. And Susan, you do an excellent job at kind of teasing out that information of what is it they're trying to say. So you're they're they're really communicating their branding without understanding that they haven't really um, communicated a clear message. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you. And I, I appreciate that because that is so essential, really understanding how to articulate what you're offering and then documenting it so you can ensure you're being consistent and make sure that you, you know, you kind of have your brand Bible, so to speak, where you can refer back to it. Like, no, my consultation X, these are the, you know, these are the key sentences to use or the key points to make. Is it kind of like an uh, elevator speech? I mean, you hear about that when you're mm-hmm. interviewing for new jobs. Um, is an elevator kind of like a more comprehensive elevator speech? Absolutely. You should all have a clear two to three sentences that you can rattle off, customized based on who you're talking to, um, but to clearly articulate what you do and how you do and how you help. I think tone of voice is very important as well. Um, I think, uh, say you're a lawyer, I think having a polished professional voice um, on all all channels. Um, and then say you're a travel agent, it would be more friendly, fun, lighthearted. Absolutely. That's so true. So not only is it the words you use, but it's how you use them. Like, are you, you know, light and fun because you're trying to be friendly because you're a life coach. So you want people to know that they, you know, you're an engaging person or or do you want to, it's being expert and exact really essential because you, you know, are an accountant or a lawyer or something like that. That's a great point too. And, and you want it to be authentic to you. So if you're just not a jokester kind of person, don't make that part of your brand because you have savvy customers that'll see right through it. You really want to clearly and succinctly articulate, you know, what is your brand voice? What is your messaging? And when we think about messaging, we also always need to think about differentiators. So what are your key differentiators for your business? And you need to know what those are. I always ask people, like, what are the three things? And sometimes they look at me and they're like, what's a differentiator? (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, well, what are the things that set you apart from your competitor down the street or from, you know, your colleagues in the industry? We all have things unique about us. So understanding what those are. And sometimes when we put the magnifying glass on ourselves, we get a little like, we clam up a little. So we're like, I don't know. I just try to do a good job. What are the, what are the trends you see in the testimonials you get? What are the things people keep saying when they rave about your service? Testimonials. Testimonials. Talk, talk about testimonials, Susan, because does everybody, should they have testimonials? Should they encourage their current client base to provide a testimonial? Absolutely. Yeah. So take a look at those testimonials, print them out, put them on your wall, celebrate them. Cause we all, we all remember the bad days, but we have to make sure we're reminding ourselves about the good days too. So yeah, asking actively and consistently for testimonials for clients is, should be a regular part of your business. And then you can use those in your marketing, like on your website or in a social media post or something like that. So you can ensure that people are not just taking your word for it, but hearing from from people that maybe are in their shoes um, to learn about what their experience was. So yeah, exploring testimonials to really understand what sets you apart is, is essential. 
Um, and so I think, you know, we talked a little bit about this, understanding your target audience. So who is your ideal client persona? It's not everybody, not everybody with a couple dollars to spare. It is honing it in on who your ideal client, the perfect person you want to call to, you know, for you to serve, who you can best serve. Um, How specific do you get with target audience, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it really it really depends, but the more specific you can get, the better. So we've done some really fun exercises around this with clients, and it's really understanding the persona, and it's not just, you know, female age 45 lives in, you know, the North Shore. We want to dial in. What's her name? Where does she hang out? What keeps her up at night? What's, is she married? Is she single? Is she, what's her career? What level in her career is she at? And, and you create an actual person. And the, this activity can be really fun. It's a little silly, but we're using actual data to say, okay, this is Marcy. She lives in Duxbury and she is, you know, and go through all the details. So this can serve as a really productive tool because then when you're doing any marketing activity, you can think about maybe you have one persona you you target or maybe you have multiple. You can really think about, okay, Marcy, in this example, am I using the words in this social media post to talk about this specific thing that really connects to her pain point? Am I talking to Marcy? And, and it really is an, a fun tool to ensure that you're staying on track and really ensuring you're talking to the right target audience. So you might have 15 different personas who you sell to, but that can be a fun exercise. Um, so I think another thing is this isn't just things to think about and have in your head during a drive or while you're listening to this podcast. These are all aspects of your brand should be documented. So using a, you know, branding guidelines document, a worksheet, or just taking notes so you can refer back to them. Are there branding guidelines documents out there that serve as a template? Yeah, there's a lot out there that you can, you know, Google and find. If you, you know, are interested in ones I recommend, feel free to reach out and I can send you some as a starting point. The important thing is just to document it so you can get it on paper. So then when you are doing some content creation or building out some marketing materials, you can refer back to them and just ensure one of the pillars of branding, which is consistency. Want to make sure we have a consistent voice. So anything else with branding or any questions? That yeah, come I have up? a question. What about a tagline? When is that appropriate? Because I know sometimes there are names of businesses where you're like, hmm, I'm not quite sure what re- they represent. Is the tagline appropriate? And when do you do it? And how do you come up with one? I love that question. Yeah. So we have a company name and sometimes that can be a descriptive name where it's clear what somebody does. Um, We'll use Starboard Legal as an example. We know, okay, that's a law firm. Um, And other times a company name can be more abstract. And so it isn't clear. So I think in those cases, but really all cases, taglines can be really powerful. Um, They can help tell another element of your story. They can help deliver another message message. And it can be whimsical and fun. It can be clear and descriptive. Um, But consider a tagline an opportunity to deliver on one of your key differentiators or to serve as a descriptor if your business name isn't clear to anybody exactly what you do. Can we go back to key differentiators? Um, What would you, could you give an example of one of those? 
Absolutely. Um, so um, let me think about some recent clients that we've been working with. Um, I'll think about, I was just uh, texting with Emmy Flaherty, who's a realtor. We live, we're in the South Shore where she's based too. And Emmy, you know, knows that she's not the only realtor. So she's identified ways to differentiate herself so she can best connect with her target audience. And one key differentiator for Emmy is that she provides a lot of education and handholding to those where this might be the first home purchase they're making. So she not only says she'll do that, she actually does it. She has worksheets walking people through exactly what they can expect from the buyer side or the seller side and provides that as a tool. So it's not just, you know, tips and tricks she's rattling off in a meeting. She's actually giving them a printout worksheet that reinforces her brand. Of course, it has her beautiful branding on it, but it also gives them something valuable, content marketing, useful information your end user can't get anywhere else. And they then appreciate you more because you've provided it. So for Emmy, her a key differentiator is her ability and willingness to walk people through and hold their hand through what is a complicated process and a little scary when you're talking about your you know biggest asset or biggest purchase you'll ever make. So she's done that really nicely. And as her marketer, I really appreciate that she values having that branding as part of it and the actual tangible document that she you know hands out. I feel like that is just a really nice way to bring it through. So is branding the most important thing in terms of like you can think about I'm going to make business cards, create business cards. I'm going to set up my social media. I'm going to create a website. Is branding the very first thing you really need to spend time and think about? Good question. I mean, ideally, yes, because that's the foundation. You're establishing what it is. If you go out and you talk about a service you do and you talk about it nine different ways and you don't use a common language or even common descriptors, that might confuse your end user, and and it'll make them less likely to engage with your services. Um, you know, one thing that comes up in a lot of conversations I have with clients and prospects is the difference between marketing and sales. Marketing, the way I see it, is laying the foundation for your company so that when you do a sales activity, it streamlines the entire sales process and makes it quicker and faster and easier. So we want anytime some you have a sales opportunity, we want to make it more likely that that person ends up engaging with you and purchasing your services or products. So by using marketing, um, we streamline that for you and make, make it a lot more effective. So if you have the foundation of a brand presence, that's going to support you when you hand out your business card at the networking event that you're at. If you have a clear and succinct elevator pitch, like you mentioned, Kimberly, that'll make it more likely that somebody will, when they get home, remember your services, understand what you do and the value you could provide to them and engage with you, reach out to you separately. So if if um, someone that's listening to this podcast is still, I'll say, stymied in terms of taking the next steps around branding... What can SHD Marketing do for them? Well, we'd be happy to provide a free consultation. Reach out to us. We can also just answer any questions you have. You know, we are passionate about marketing. It's our favorite thing to talk about, if you can't tell. Um, and that and we, shoes. And shoes, <laughs> yes. That's the next episode. Um, and so what we want to do is just to help you. And we know not everybody, you know, is ready to invest in, you know, full suite of services. So we're prepared to meet you where you're at. We have some free resources and downloads on our website. 
website. If you want to take a look at those, uh, we'd you know, ha- be happy to hear from you and hear where your questions are. And that might even be the, a good topic idea for our next episode. Well, thank you for spending some time uh, with the SHD Marketing Minute. We'll catch us on our next episode. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>